I was going to do a whole thing with like the genie, uh, but I'm going to give up on that bit. Welcome, boys and ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Steve. <laughs> I was going to do a whole like, you ain't never had a friend like me <laughs> situation, but I was like, that's going to be a long amount of singing immediately as soon as the episode starts, and it will be turned off by 98% of human beings. Um, guys. We are going to talk about a movie tonight. Speaking of genies and gins and all manner of of uh, that sort of business, we're going to talk about an absolute holy piece of shit what, what? Uh, movie called Wishmaster 3 from 2001, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a steamer. Ooh, it's a steamy one. Um, yeah, but uh, we, we did a little Tubi roulette, uh, and we'll talk about that here in a quick second, uh, but we've got a few other things to do. First of all, um, once again, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we, As we just discussed before we jumped on here, um, we actually have an extra week or extra Monday this month. Um, so normally we would be um, talking about what our showdown episode is going to be for next week. And we we will. We're going to do a little bit of that. But we actually, uh, showdown episode is not going to be for two weeks from the release of this episode. But we've got some other exciting things. We had an exciting week to, at the Crypto Kel uh, for, for the Halloween is Forever crew. We got some cool stuff planned out, which, um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll kind of get into here. Um, first of all, we're going to do a damn live show. We do a live live really? recording of the podcast. Fuck yeah, it. it sounds so cool. <laughs> I know you're just learning about this now. That's discerning, uh, or no? That's disconcerting. Discerning yeah. was a totally different word. That means a different thing. Um, yes, it is going to be on. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's going to be June the 25th, right? Yeah. Yeah, so next month, the yep. 25th, it's a Saturday uh, at Hop Farm Brewing Company in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Lawrenceville. If you're not familiar, um, we are going to do a um, – well, Meg, t- tell us about the collaboration beer you did and kind of where the brainchild for this for this thing started. Oh, fuck yeah. So this, this whole collaboration with Hop Farm started last year. Um, every year there's this like very large Pink Boots collaboration, which if no one's familiar, it's like an all-female beer professional organization. They do like people who are in wine and spirits can also be part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, they do a lot of scholarships. So there's a lot of fundraising throughout the year. But usually once a year, it's like every chapter or whatever, as many people are raising money for it. So last year, I asked our friend Mel Welcome at Hot Farm if he wanted to basically collaborate with me. And I brought in one of my brewers at the time, Shannon. And then it just turned into this like mega collaboration. So we basically sat down and we're like, what do we want to do? And then all of a sudden we got this inspiration based on um, one of their farmhouse beers. And uh, I'm a huge fan of honey. And so it kind of just started rolling, rolling, rolling. And Shannon had this idea of using like the name May Queen based off of our beloved horror movie, uh, Midsummer. 
So that kind of allowed us to really focus on the other elements of the beer. And uh, so it has this like floral tea in it as well as honey. And um, it's really cool because we ended up with this like super collaboration with a bunch of really amazing women. So this year is year two. Uh, The base recipe altered very mildly, but our tea that we're using is a little different. Uh, The honey we're using is a little different. And uh, so we're just basically now teaming up with... Halloween is forever and doing the ultimate collaboration right now. (laughs) And as Halloween is forever, we are going to add zero value <laughs> by, by, no, by showing up and uh and talking about uh, spooky ooky shit and maybe some folks will come out to see us we would very much appreciate if you did um we're gonna start so there's kind of a release party for the beer right starting at 7 p.m mm-hmm. 7 to question mark oh my gosh we're such party animals because <laughs> we like to fucking party now i think they're open to 11 so go home after that but um it does uh, the party starts at seven and then we are going to kick off a live recording of the podcast at about eight o'clock uh so if you want to come out and see it we are we're not going to watch the whole movie or anything we're going to show some clips and things like that so if you haven't seen uh midsummer from uh what year was that from 2018 2019 somewhere around there somewhere yeah just the last few years uh go watch that some bitch because it is a heck of a movie and we are going to be talking about it but we're not just going to be talking about the movie we're going to be drinking some damn beers you know playing doing some silliness uh and all manner of spooky ooky shit at hot farm brewing on june the 25th come out and see us uh free to get in just buy some beer buy some food support the cause try the collaboration beer spread the word it's going to be fun old spooky time over at uh, in Lawrenceville on the 25th of June. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, we don't um, aren't, you know, dragged out in handcuffs. And so we can maybe do <laughs> stuff like this again in the future. I actually have another little cool thing uh, in the works that I'm uh, going to meet with some people on Tuesday about. So stay tuned for some other spooky uh, news here in the coming weeks. God damn, we got some other news. Uh, I recorded a podcast uh, earlier this week um, with, actually, well, last week, I guess, um, they, this is, comes out, um, with the the dudes over at Monster Party. If you've ever heard of Monster Party podcast, um, it is uh, been around for a long time. They do an awesome job. They talk about all manner of like horror and sci-fi and, and silliness, and they're super fun and super funny, and uh, I... Had a fucking blast on uh, the the uh, podcast, which I think is going to be coming out this week. We'll post something about it on the social medias when it does. Um, and then what else? Oh, this was unexpected. Um, for those of you who listened to last week's podcast, where we or last week's uh, mini so where we talked about the sadness uh, from 2021, which was released as a Shutter exclusive um, in the last few weeks, we talked about it. We really liked the movie. We're talking about how crazy and brutal it is and all that stuff. The director of said film reached out to us with a very sweet, very well thought out response and even answers some of the questions about his kind of, um, you know, direction on, you know, how he's bringing some of the themes to life in that movie. Uh, really, really awesome guy. Steve, I'm blanking on his name right now. And I remember I was scared to Rob Jabez pronounced it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was uh, super, super nice. And Steve texted me. was like, or texted me and Megan was like, holy shit, did you see he messaged us? And I was like, 
no, it was like hours later because I was working all day. And uh, Steve uh, responded to him. It's like, hey, thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, should we ask if we'll come on the podcast? Or like, <laughs> why not? Let's shoot our shot. And I said, hey, if you ever want to come on the podcast, he's like, yeah, I'll come on. So uh, we are super, super excited. Um, that is in the works. Um, uh, once again, uh, what was his first name, Steve? Rob. Rob Shabazz, uh, the director of The Sadness. We're going to have him on the show to talk about his film and, and maybe some upcoming projects as well. Um, who knows? We'll see what we can see. What we can weasel out of him. Maybe we can kind of like do some sort of like, we, I mean, it's going to be virtual, I assume, but like. I'm trying to figure out what the virtual equivalent of getting somebody drunk is and making them give up like valuable <laughs> valuable information. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll figure that out. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Um, Brian, Brian's Googling hypnotizing apps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you hypnotize someone on the Zooms? Um, but speaking of getting drunk, are you guys having beers or what? You know, I did crack one open. What you got? I got I got one of our friends over at Shoe Brewery. I got their West Coast IPA. Mm. Nice. And it's actually pretty nice. I liked it a lot. It's called uh, Shoe Brew Catitude. And okay. it has this really cool fucking cat on the label. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. I love me a good cat label. Nice. Nice. Uh, Steve, what do you got? I have Southern Tier Thick Mint on the Nitro. Mm. Yes. So just a, you know, just a fun 10% stout for Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sounds uh, on brand. Right. <laughs> I have a beer um, that I don't know a lot about, but I am, uh, I do like it. Um, it is a brewery and I'm trying to figure out the nature of the brewery here. I have, was just reading about it and I was like, oh, there's some brewery from Connecticut, but now I'm reading it. It's some sort of like kind of almost collective type situation. I don't know. I'm going to look a little deeper into it, but they are in Connecticut um, and it is OEC Brewing Company in oh, Oxford, yeah. Connecticut. Are you familiar with them? I had them over at the Golden Age Lager Fest. Ah, okay. I, I snagged, mm, I want to say I maybe got their Martzen that they had okay. or something like that. It was nice. I, yeah. I, w I wish I would have gone back for more. But. Yeah, and I'm reading the uh, century unique breweries in the Northeast. Yeah, so um, yeah, pretty cool spot. Pretty pretty unique in, in the way they kind of speak about their beers and stuff on the labels. Anyway, I'm drinking their Cool Ship Lager beer, um, which is a uh, Czech style. Or they're calling it a Czech style blonde blonde lager. Pretty big uh, for a uh, for a Czech lager to uh, 5.2 percent. Um, unfiltered, unpasteurized, and uh, I think they are, you know, obviously using a cool ship, so driving some kind of unique fermentation characters uh, for this particular beer. And yeah, man, it's drinking nice, kind of rustic, um, you know, bohemian style, uh, you know, fairly strong lager beer. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Digging so how, it. how, how would that work? Like, if they're using a cool ship, would they, mm. would they? pitch a lager yeast and let wild fermentation happen or? no no i think that just reading really quick i'm like skimming the description here um i think they probably do something more similar to what uh dovetail does uh, mm -hmm. which they're using the cool ship in the traditional sense rather than for spontaneous inoculation okay. so usually with when you're using a cool ship for a sour beer um even then, you're not introducing yeast in in the cool ship. What you're doing, so a cool ship, for those who aren't familiar, is basically just like, imagine a really wide, really shallow, um, like copper bathtub, right? It's rectangular or square, 
really big and wide and 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 quite shallow maybe it's only 8 12 could be a little bit uh you know 14 18 inches deep um but you just basically you know back before refrigeration before the advent of of um heat exchangers um like counterflow chillers um what they would do is just put all the wort after the boil in this vessel and it would um you know because it's spread out over a wider surface area it would cool a lot quicker um and then they would put it into fermentation pitch the yeast now um those are pretty much went not pretty much become completely obsolete with you know technology um you know like i said plate chillers and things like that but what some brewers do that want to um kind of replicate that process for spontaneous fermented sour beers is they actually leave it in the cool ship like overnight and they actually like open all the windows and stuff like that in in the brewery um and let just natural flora and fauna from the environment settle in there but then ultimately they're usually putting it in barrels or a fooder or something like that 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 that's where the dominant microorganisms that are going to be working on the fermentable substrate which is the wort um and and everything that's in it that's where most of it's going to come from now that's not to say there's not there, there definitely is small amounts of like i said wild yeast and and random bacteria that are creating some of the precursors that are going to be you know biotransformed into weird and fun fermentation you know flavor active fermentation compounds later during primary fermentation okay so it's almost like a pre-inoculation before you know the actual primary fermentation to just get some other variables in the mix if you will um now with when they do like Dovetail puts all their beers, their clean beers, everything through that. They just leave it in there for a couple of hours and it serves its purpose as kind of almost like pre-chilling. Mm. But, you know, and I've talked to um, to the folks at Dovetail about this and I was like, you know, what do you think, you know, in your mind, what are you, what are you getting from this? And they were like, you know, th- there's not an easy answer to the question. Um, but if I had to guess, and, and we kind of came to this conclusion a little bit too, having this conversation is if you want a more characterful lager beer like not ultra clean fermentation character actually has some nice esters and kind of unique fermentation character um this will help to lend some of the organic acids for example that will ultimately translate to some unique esters during primary fermentation okay so very convoluted answer there i understand but yeah the, the, i would say the the elevator speech is you're trying to drive some unique fermentation characters in the beer not necessarily sour and funky but just some unique maybe esters that you wouldn't normally think that particularly yeast strain would drive on its own in a way just just letting the beer touch air rather than going through a completely sterile environment the entire time yeah yep okay. you're just letting some of the natural flora and fauna in there and and of course it's not going to be in any like amount that it's going to be able to build up enough strength as a as a a strain or as a colony in there to like overtake the actual pitching of the yeast that you're going to do um but it is going to add like i said a little bit of its byproducts in there in that short time frame that like i said like if you understand the creation of of esters one of the primary things is um you know various organic acids so like acetic acid is the most prominent acid just in normally in beer but all it's typically to lower levels where your note tastes like the vinegariness to it but there's a whole host of other type of organic acids that even in small quantities in there can translate to new and different ester flavors okay so 
Um, so that is, uh, I really think, uh, the, the driving force behind this one, just judging from the label and kind of what they're, what they're suggesting they're trying to accomplish. But anyway, yummy, yummy beer. Okay. We talked about all the things except for are cre- which are creatures from the deep, monsters from the deep. Monsters from the deep. Monster creatures deep, from creatures the from the deep, deep yeah. something like that, right? So that yeah. is going to be our showdown episode, if you recall. And, and I guess I should say for those of you who are new to the show, once a month we do the showdown episode where we have a whole list of topics that have been suggested to us from um, our social media friends and listeners um, out on Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff. They suggest them to us. We put them in this big spinny wheel. We pick three of them every month at random and then we put it out on the social medias for you for yinzal to vote on and decide what topic we are going to do for that month then we each pick a movie associated with that topic we discuss them we argue about them we vote somebody takes home some bitch and strap for the month uh steve currently holds the championship title um he's walking around with that damn belt it's just carrying just pounds and pounds of chip chopped ham in his arms with the belt over his shoulder around giant eagle just flexing on motherfuckers um now uh the next one for june because it's our one year anniversary uh believe it or not we've been doing this damn show for a full year now we each got a chance to pick our favorite topic that had come up via the wheel at some point in the year however it was not selected by our listeners so we are now gonna we we have forced our listeners to pick from topics that they have previously rejected <laughs> which is a real celebratory moment um but it, it's uh entirely selfish because then we get to pick ones that that we thought uh didn't didn't get picked for whatever reason um, I picked Big Top Horror, Meg picked the Child's Play franchise, Steve picked Monsters from the Deep, and then eked it out by like one or two votes. It was like yeah. incredibly close, like as close as it could possibly be. So we are doing Monsters from the Deep. Are Yins ready with your movies? No. Meg did not do the assignment. I did not do my homework. And the dog ate my homework, guys. She wrote it down. Bruce. She said, I'm blaming Bruce today on this one. Well, that's all right. How about we do this? Steve, do you have your movie? I do. I have my movie. So maybe what we'll do is we'll do, we'll, we'll, uh, um, we'll reveal what ours are going to be, and I don't think this is going to necessarily give Meg any type of strategic advantage. Do you? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Nah. I, I think nah. it'll be. Fine. I can't imagine why. Yeah. I mean, I feel there's good so about, many I, out there. I've been just like kind of partially googling as we've been talking, and I'm like, yeah. there are a lot for me to choose from. So I even like need to watch a couple. I feel like too, I'm so. actually sitting here at this moment. I have two in my head, mm-hmm. um, and I have this weird sneaking suspicion that Steve is going to pick the same movie as me. Um, I don't know why. I, that would be mind-blowing if it does. Because uh, it's not like... I, I, listen, I didn't pick Jaws. Although, you know, I could I could have... You know what I mean? That would definitely be on the table. But that's not that's not what I picked. Um, so it's it's not super obscure, but it's a little bit obscure. And for some reason, I have the sneaking suspicion Steve's going to pick mine. So I'll let you go first, Brian. Because okay. I actually think you're not going to pick what I finally settled on. Yeah, because I I ran through a list of like ten or fifteen like different mm-hmm. ones, and then yeah. so uh, you probably have one that I thought about, but I don't think I'm gonna go with it. 
So okay. go, go ahead and announce yours. So I'll yours. tell you the two that I was planning or that I was thinking of. Okay. One uh, is uh, what some may consider to be the, um, the, the turd of James Cameron's career. <laughs> uh, 1989's The Abyss. That was the one I was originally thinking of going with because it is shot extremely well. It drags at points, but it's got fantastic performances. It's got a lot to talk about. It's got some really weird late 80s CGI that actually holds up like better than stuff that's 10 years later. Yeah. Um, so it's a really sweet, sweet movie, but I'm not going to pick it. Um, I am going to go with... Uh, uh, another film uh, written and directed by very now very famous Korean director, writer, Bong Joon-ho, uh, who did Parasite, of course, won Best Picture with Parasite. This movie is called The Host. Mm. Uh, the the, the, uh, the um, English name of it, I do not know how to pronounce the Korean name. I think it's Guomul or something like that. Uh, but it is the host from 2006. Korean oh. flick. Yeah, there There's, was de- there was definitely one that came across my like the host. I, yeah. I never considered the abyss though because it's just too long. <laughs> it is long. It's long and also like I just I, I watched it not that long ago and I was like. This movie fucking rules. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, I know Steve's going to go for the jugular on some of the elements of this movie, like whether it's truly a monster or what it is. It's right. it's more of an alien, really. Right. Um, so, spoiler alert, sorry for a movie that's from 1989, but it's a 30-year-old movie. But, um, yeah, it uh, it's more of an alien. It has more mm-hmm. alien vibes than monster vibes. Yeah. So that's why I decided not to go with it. But it's awesome. But honestly, but then I was like, are not aliens or are not monsters just things we don't understand yet? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whether they're monsters, creatures, angels, demons, it's just shit that Brian's we don't get. Brian's getting deep get. today. Well, then I was oh, like, right. do I want to have that conversation with Steve? Do I want to argue that with Steve and Meg? <laughs> right. And then I was like, like do, no. you, do you really want us to break you down on yeah. that on that level <laughs> yeah. to where Pick you can't battles. even defend the other like the other stuff? <laughs> Right. So this was a strategic decision. Yeah. But I do love the host and it's a fucking great, great movie. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. for that one. So I think I might surprise you on what my pick is gonna be. Um but I, I went through I went through all the, the usual suspects of like the Viathon and Yeah, that uh, was on my list too. Yeah. Deep Star Six is it's fine, but like it also drags. And it's like, boring. Yeah. yeah, I want it to be better. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch it, I, I do like it because it's got great moments, but it right. drags. But uh, yeah, no, I, I am going to surprise you with my pick. Okay. And I'm going to go with Piranha 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this also feel on brand for you? <laughs> because Why are you going to... I Listen, I like this movie. It's just, yeah, yeah it is a very non-Steve pick. This is coming from the, the man who in one of the very first episodes picked a field in England. Right. Now he picks <laughs> Piranha 3D. Wait, right. you need to talk to me about what Piranha double, 3 double D is. Because I would just Google that and I was like, what the fuck? Is that the porn over? Oh, it's a horror comedy. It's like it, it, it's 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 the se- <laughs> it's the sequel to Piranha 3D, but it's right. just like a little. So like these movies, uh, it's funny because we're talking James Cameron, yeah, and you know James Cameron directed one of the original Piranha Piranha 2, I believe. 
wasn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So James Cameron directed Piranha 2. There was a series of Piranha movies in the 70s. Yeah. And then they rebooted Piranha in 2010, I believe, mm-hmm. with uh, with the director of High Tension, yeah, Alex Aja. And so yeah. Piranha 3D comes out and it has like, yeah, it, it is a horror comedy. And you'll yes. see, you'll see when you watch it. You know, it is full of great moments, great actors, <laughs> no, great, great don't cameos. Say that. Don't yes, say that. Yes, yes, <laughs> Steve. Why you Adam selected a movie. I like Adam Scott. Yeah, but you selected a movie where second to top billing is one Mr. Jerry O'Connell. Okay. Yeah. And I just want Stand that to sink in right now. I just want you to. He was a child. <laughs> but I feel like Christopher Lloyd being in it also kind yes. of is maybe yes, a redeeming there, Christopher I, Lloyd underappreciated Christopher Lloyd performance in this one and uh Dina um, Myers Ving Rhames <laughs> a quick uh, a quick cameo I recall from one Mr. Eli Roth yeah. as a host of a wet t-shirt competition right <laughs> wow 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 <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. No, this is a fun movie. Um, you're not going to win, but it is a fun movie. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe my pick is playing the Meg. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps, what? Perhaps. Perhaps. I see. I see how you guys play. Don't worry. I'll what? figure out something I'm say- good. What? I'm saying I'm playing to you. I'm playing to I your know. sensibilities in that you like Christopher Lloyd and Adam Scott. And yeah. Well, you just you know, learned that. Paul, so. Paul Shear. <laughs> I assume I assume you like all those people. They're not bad people. So, <laughs> oh, Steve playing fucking mind games with us already. That's here. fine. Right. I, I would rather have him do nice things to me than to you, Brian. Yeah, because yeah. he's trust evil. Him. Don't he don't is. trust him. <laughs> he made us he made us watch Veronica. Yeah, uh, do not trust that fucking guy. Um, yeah, and it's still so, sending us fucking dancing memes. And I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I sent the last dancing oh, meme. You did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, which was what? What was the last one? I'm trying to remember. The what brother, the Hulk Hogan one. Oh yeah. yes, it was basically Hulk Hogan with like Danzig's hair and shit. Yeah. Brother, <laughs> let tell your children not to walk my way. Anyway, uh, yes. So I think that's all of our exciting news. Well, for now, uh, but yes, remember keep with us guys tell us about tell folks about the show because uh we got some exciting ass stuff coming up here in the coming months leading up to the spooky season yeah so so we played tubi roulette this week um if you don't know what tubi is fuck you um <laughs> tubi is the greatest not only streaming service on the internet it is free it is also my personal bible it, i would go as far as to say tubi is my lord and savior um i would ask uh and 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 again before you say it because i know it's in your head right now meg tubi gave us wishmaster 3 right wishmaster 3 sucks ass i mean there were some funny parts to it but it was a fucking miserable movie so Mm -hmm. you may ask what type of cruel god would give us wishmaster 3 and i may may i remind you to be giveth and to be taketh away Tubi has given us some fantastic picks in the past it gave us a, a, a challenge a burden to bear this time around and i think it speaks to probably your insolence um somebody who you guys are been talking shit and questioning tubi's righteousness i would assume so well listeners friends if you can't go on itunes or or whatever the fuck it's called now apple podcasts or any of your podcast apps 
review Halloween is forever. Four stars, five stars, whatever the maximum amount of stars is. No, no less than the maximum amount of stars. Or again, you will be smited even further. And then write a little review and just tell us about how Tubi is your Lord and Savior and you're not worthy of Tubi and you're not worthy of Tubi's love. Uh, and Jesus. then that'll probably get us back on track. So, so, and I'll send you some stickers too. So I can tell you I'm not the one that's in defiance of Tubi at the moment. Because I discovered that they have 16 seasons of Columbo, and so I've just oh, been watching shit. Columbo. <laughs> Tubi has fucking Brian, everything. Are you, <clears throat> or Steve, are you coming at me about like possibly smiting no, Tubi right now? No, yeah. no. If I'm saying it's not me. doing it. Steve's not it. I'm certainly not it. I'm the most devoted Tubi follower there is. I was watching Max Headroom on Tubi at three in the morning baked out of my mind the other night <laughs> Tubi was bathing me in his soft glow of max headroom i'm saying it i'm in its favor i'm saying it's very possible very possible that it's not even meg that mm. it is the audience because oh, they haven't been, because they haven't been leaving enough five-star reviews i told you guys hey don't go with the audience. audience we love you guys <laughs> then I it's meg's fault <laughs> It's either Meg, it's either you or the audience, all right, or both. But I've been I've been telling you guys for a while we got to get rid of this fucking audience because they're fucking everything up for us with Tubi. Um, no, but seriously, I'm mad at you guys out there, listeners. Please go <laughs> review and write your apologies and praises for Tubi in the review after giving us uh, the full quantity of stars that we deserve. All right. <laughs> Now, indeed, <laughs> wish me, let it be so, man, and peace, peace be with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> and also with you. Yeah, <laughs> Wishmaster Three. How familiar were you guys with this franchise prior to to watching this whole Not piece of shit? Not even an ounce. Really? Of yeah. Familiarity with it. I I watched. I had watched the first one and remember kind of liking it. Mm -hmm. And then so I watched the second one and the third one for this. Yeah. Ubley. Yes. Takes so, a big drop. So Did it was it like has is this like a uh, franchise that's like gotten better is like this like the nope. best one no, no. or it's gotten no, worse? No. Way worse. Okay. Way worse. So like Cuz I feel like it was edited in iMovie. That's like the yeah. vibe that I got for yeah, sure. Yeah. So there there's only 4 that I think I think and only. 3 yeah, there are four. Yeah, 3 and 4 were filmed back to back in like yep. a month. Yeah. So but just the just the if we're going to talk Wishmaster 3 without watching one on the show let's go back to one for a second mm -hmm. and talk about everything that was lost from one yeah so wishmaster one was produced by wes craven yep hmm. special effects by k and b effects yep starring well not starring but uh appearances by robert england kane hodder mm -hmm. tony mm -hmm. todd ted mm -hmm. Raimi. yep uh and then it was directed by robert kurtzman the k mm -hmm. and k and b effects Yep. And then also music by Harry Manfredini. Yep. Fucking star studded. And then a credit a credit song by Lemmy. Yeah. Yeah. You have and one more yeah. other quick quick one. Narrated by one Mr. Angus Scrim. From from tall, the, the Phantasm. The, tall, the yeah. tall man himself. Yeah. yeah. Fucking star and, and and Andrew, I think it's Devoff. Yeah. Yeah. Devoff or Dive Off. Yeah. He... I mean, he's the fucking whole movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like most of those like big like stars are in it, stuff like that. Most of maybe with the exception of Robert England, he's in it a little bit more, if I recall. But like Ted Raimi and like Kane Hodder, they play like qu quick little kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But so most of these people don't play big roles. Um, but uh, that Eric Devoff, 
who plays uh, the, the the djinn or the kind of you know evil legendary genie um he kind of fucking rules yeah like he, he makes he, the whole movie he's a great uh character actor and mm-hmm. like if you don't recognize him from wishmaster you might recognize him from other things he's yeah. he is red eye in my favorite full moon feature oblivion I still haven't watched that one. Yeah, but he's in that and like he appears in a whole bunch of things. So you'll like you'll you've probably seen him, but you just don't know that you've seen him. Oh, Vern Troyer's in it, too. I just looked at that up. I didn't even notice that. Hmm. Hmm. There are so many people in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's it is all over the place. The effects are great. The directing is a little mm, like Mm -hmm. I think I think Kurtzman directing might have hurt it. And just kept it from being like one of those movies that's in everybody's mind in the background. But yeah. like, obviously, the effects are fantastic over the top, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, they're great. So, so uh, you just mentioned, you know, Dive Off. He was, he, he was set to be a part of Wishmaster 3 mm-hmm. and even wrote the script for it. Yeah. But apparently the script he wrote was so expensive and crazy. Mm-hmm. That they said no, and then they went with this script, <laughs> and which I'm fairly sure was not a Wishmaster script. No, and it, yeah. it, it it was so bad that he left. I, I couldn't. Not only I not only do I not blame him, I applaud him for his decision mm-hmm. because he the first movie was genuinely really really fun. The second movie honestly was a huge drop off and kind of sucked but it was a cool premise and there were some cool moments and dive off dive off i i think i don't i remember i looked it up how to say it now i forget um he he holds the whole thing together right in the mm-hmm. second one like he because he plays himself as um so he's not in like the the full makeup gin form and the mask and everything a lot of it like he's in jail and which is a great idea because this whole thing he has to like collect a thousand and one souls or something like that and he's and he goes to a jail to collect people's souls it's like that's a pretty good place you got all these people captive here whatever um yeah and then that's like what steve described happened in the third one and holy shit this has got to be one of the worst written movies like it's not Veronica, right. but holy shit, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's in the same area of the cosmos. It's just lazy and terrible. So let's talk about the writer then. the The writer is Alex Wright, and the uh, German. He ha- <laughs> not that Alex Wright. If you want to know what the Germans are about, then pick me, and you'll have a hell of a victory. I promise. <laughs> Sorry, WCW uh, reference there, guys. Yeah. The, so it's written by Alex Wright, not that Alex Wright, and it's directed by Chris Angel, not that Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I first read that up, I was like, to written and directed by Alex Wright and Chris Angel. Holy shit. Oh, wait. No, no it's no. neither of the famous ones. So Not that Alex Wright, the WCW right. guy, who was just like a Nazi. Like his gimmick was he was kind of a Nazi. Like, no, no, you're th- no, no. You're thinking of his later incarnation as Berlin. Alex Wright oh. was just a club kid. That's oh, right. Yeah. He was like Euro trash. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting his two gimmicks mixed up. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was, was like, dancing Euro trash. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but Tubi, please forgive me. I know you have nothing to do with WCW, but I feel like that's the kind of discretion, misdiscretion would anger you. So not, know, not knowing wild 1996 minutia of WCW gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, that did not go over at all. Right. All right. So the writer, uh, the, the he has a very interesting post-Wishmaster 3 career. And I'll just I'll just read 
I, I believe, Brian, you'll enjoy this because he also became a director on top of being a writer. Okay. Uh, here are Here's a quick list of his movies. The Perfect Bride, Hope at Christmas, Oh no! Once upon a prince, the mistletoe this makes, inn. This makes so much sense. Christmas, a, Christmas. a Christmas in December. <laughs> Nantucket Noel, a family Christmas gift. That's a real big one. Si- uh, country Christmas two colon a big city Christmas. <laughs> Dude, a Christmas for December makes me fucking laugh all the time. Oh, that, was, that was Kate. Kate came up with a Christmas in December, but no, yeah. that all makes sense because I literally, when I was watching it, I was like, this just feels like an odd horror soap opera, which mm-hmm. in all reality, I might get sucked into something like that, but this just wasn't it. Yeah. It was shot very, very strangely. I kept thinking, I kept getting these weird, um, like deja vu hits, um, or nostalgia hits that made me eventually I came to the conclusion what it reminded him of. It felt like it was a, very special uh, multi-part episode of Charmed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like that's what it reminded me of. Yep. It reminded me of the worst softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Everything was like kind of glowy yeah. and yeah, melodramatic. Yeah. yeah just something, just something because the light, the lighting is so soft. Yeah. Uh, like the way they would light, you know, softcore porno actors. Yeah. What was that MTV show that was kind of like meant to be even softer than softcore porn? Mm. It was called, it was, uh, it was uh, Undressed. Do you remember MTV Undressed? Oh, wow. That sounds familiar, but yeah. you're probably it dating us like, back to like what? At least the early 2000s, if not the 90s. I would say even late 90s because, yeah, yeah it's like it was basically for like 14 year old olds staying up late at night. Um, to rub one out to basically <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have a computer you know it's like everyone's in bed all right i could probably do i could probably make this work <laughs> and because you weren't smart enough to stay up for late mtv2 or bet yeah. when they showed the yeah. uncensored videos <laughs> right 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 well you're getting sleepy you knew yeah. you weren't gonna last that long not me. I didn't get sleepy. <laughs> I'm watching that ludicrous video. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, kids will never understand. They don't get it. A few years before that, you were finding the, you know, the bra section, in the Sears catalog, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too much I'm learning so much about you both right now. You had to get it where you could. It's Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't always go into the woods in the middle of the night where you... Where you hid your your mildew covered porno magazine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, j- continuing on the line of like who had a career after this, mm-hmm. the director really didn't. He became an editor for like behind the scenes DVD extras. Mm. But everybody, and I, I think this is the good part of the film, everybody who was in stunts or effects all had careers that like blew up and they worked on really? way bigger pr- projects. And like, that's the best part of the film. Like the, the DM film starts with like a car rolling and exploding mm-hmm. and then they yeah. do it again later. <laughs> yeah. It's the two best things in the movie was the car rolls. They do yeah. really well executed car rolls. You know what? It makes a lot of sense now that you said that. Was that a fart noise? Oh, was it me? No, I think it was a laugh. I think it was like I a laugh. It was a, I laugh. thought it was a reference to something that happens later in the movie. Um, <laughs> No. It, anyway, um, it's just my so voice. The, 
the uh 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 yeah steve that makes a lot of sense you said that the guy went on to work on like dvd special features because when i was poking around on imdb it said it had one award nomination i'm like what award did this fucking thing get nominated for and it got nominated for like best dvd extras (laughs) (laughs) that was the only nomination yeah so the plot of this one is uh they find the gem that contains the gin Mm -hmm. and it is just shipped into a college like yeah in a, in a wish.com lament configuration <laughs> right <laughs> yeah right in in, in in a puzzle box that you would find at a craft fair that, <laughs> that you can just like simply open uh the they're like squint your eyes then it's you see something else it's also one of those paintings where you see a sailboat right if you like squint your eyes yeah so the 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 lead actress uh aj cook um she a lot of people might recognize her from uh criminal minds if mm-hmm. you watch cbs fascist tv like i do sometimes <laughs> um but she plays diana collins and she's just a student at at the school that like works in the archaeology department and she opens the box and rubs the jewel and then the gin has to come out and make her make three wishes so he can unleash the army of jinns across the world. That's the mm-hmm. fucking plot. They're, tra- they're like ancient gods yeah. slash genies slash something. Um, but like in the in the earlier movies, the best part about it and the thing that that uh, uh, the main guy, Devoff guy, Devoff, Divoff, whatever, um, that he did really well was the whole idea was like he wasn't physically i mean he looked physically intimidating Mm -hmm. but he didn't really do physically intimidating things it was all trickery and mind games and he was tricking people into making wishes so he could take their soul and he would he would distort whatever their wishes are to make it it was like like uh uh when you know you were a kid and you're like i'll bet you a dollar this and then somebody you know loses the bet or you lose the bet and then they're like give me a dollar and you're like i said doll hair like right. that's the whole <laughs> first two movies yeah but it's it's him just yeah playing little tricks and, and yeah. distorting their wishes to kill them so he can take their souls right mm. yeah it, and this and this like almost takes all of that and just throws her out the fucking window it it does he did it like once though i feel like where he just kind of caught someone like being like oh i wish i could like hide somewhere and he's like ah gotcha and then th- that was did, like it, it happened once it just once it did but but it was like yeah. hide somewhere yeah um rats will eat your face that, that's not yeah. hiding right yeah yeah she, she was <laughs> like, they would have like buried her if they would have like been like put her in like um you know they hid her in like antarctica or something right. and she froze to death or should they hid her like in encased in cement or something like that you'd be like oh okay that's funny yeah they, you, you hit her but no one will in, find but her nobody will <laughs> find her yeah but instead they're like huh you want a hiding space huh rats on your face yeah, yeah. let me shove you into a rat cage and then your yeah. face gets eaten okay i know we're getting ahead but there's such the best part of the movie by far is in that scene and we'll we'll get to it but i i just need to not forget because it honestly was one of the more mind-blowing film experiences in recent memory for me and i need to (laughs) i need to see if you guys caught it so so yeah you're kind of right meg and like it did happen like twice so the one time it happens is like he comes across a co-ed and she's like so the gin winds up taking the form of a professor at the school and he's gonna hunt her down 
throughout because they don't have dive off anymore so they give it to this mm. other guy yeah and he is he um meant to like he's a rapist professor oh yeah yeah because yeah for yeah, sure he's as fuck yeah because the yeah. whole the whole way the jinn gets him to make his wish is by threatening the me to him yeah 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 so because he he uh, assumedly and he was like it didn't happen like so it never gets fully explained but they're basically suggesting that he raped yeah, a student right so it's so he picks people that have that that those types of like you know hiding something dark like that so he can expose them mm-hmm. into blackmailing them into making a wish so he can kill them and take their soul take their but in soul this and... instance he takes their face yeah which that doesn't happen in the first two movies at all well in the first in the first movie he finds a body at a morgue and takes its face so oh, does he take its face yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I don't remember the face thing. I was. Yeah, I yeah. Was he takes his face, and that. then that's how you get Andrew Dive off throughout the mm. rest of the movie. But so I missed the face. I forgot about the face yeah. thing. So like the two wishes in this one that follow that line of "haha, monkey paw tricked you" is like he yeah. says, one of the coeds is like, "Oh yeah, I want you to break my heart," and then like he does uh, break her heart. He explodes her heart. Right. Hmm, so yeah. then the other one is, uh, "I want you to, I want you to end her pain." But that one is just a recycle from the first movie. Mm. So that that one off the. <laughs> the oh, that was the death with the liposuction one, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Why does does he not just do that every time? <laughs> Tell me to end her pain. Right. Wish I'll end her pain. And then you do it and you just kill them. Why doesn't he just do that every time? <laughs> well, he tried to do it later in the movie. He did try to do it with the the best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the with the boar, you know, whatever it was, the tusk or if it was an antler yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That guy sucked so hard. That, yeah. <laughs> hate that guy's fucking face. There is not a likable person in this film. And that's there really isn't. <laughs> Everyone you hate and want them to die. Yeah. Yeah, the, I take that back. There was one person who was a goddamn hero, and I loved her. Okay, the, um, uh, like the administrative assistant oh, lady with the cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> she was a fucking hero. <laughs> he comes in is like, I'm a weird professor. You know who the professor looked like, by the way? Take off the goatee, change the hair. He looks exactly like Mikey Day from SNL. Huh. Do you know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch SNL, uh, so no. Yeah, so he comes in and he's like. I need this person's file. I'm a sexy professor. And there, there's this kind of like older lady, like white haired, like mm-hmm. she's like um, administrative assistant, I assume, or a filing clerk or something. Mm-hmm. And she's she's ripping cigs and just blowing smoke in his face going, get lost, fucker. And he's like, but what if I make all your dreams come true? And she's like, no, eat shit, asshole. Like she never gives into it. It's like she just tells him to fuck off like 10 times until finally he's like, I'll make your wish come true. And then she like sarcastically, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. You need to have it be an earnest wish. Right. Because she just sarcastically goes, I wish you all these all these files would burn up so I could get out of here. And then instead of the the place being on fire, which would have been more expensive. They just make fire shoot out of one cabinet and right. set her on set her head on fire. Right. Right. So fucking dumb. Yeah. It, it, like, yeah, you're right, Brian. It is bullshit because like they hardly almost anybody ever makes the implicit wish. Yeah. Like a lot of times he's just like, would you like me to do this? And they're like, 
Yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if it'll get you three steps away from me quicker, yes. Yeah, yeah it's fucking like, crazy. 90% of the time yeah. people are just trying to blow him off. Like, yeah. Stop, yeah, he stop just pulled out a thesaurus of all the different words you could use for wish, and he's like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> like, the way the djinn gets his uh, body from the professor, like, the professor makes a wish that the most two the two most beautiful women in the world that he finds the most attractive <laughs> yeah would show up and love him forever yeah but they show up and kill him which immediately yeah, yeah. this is like the first death and this already it starts, makes no fucking sense it already starts you down the bad path of like oh this is bad writing what yeah. sense does mm -hmm. this make like yeah she bites his tongue off yeah yeah, and it's like they hey, in love some him. world. I mean, in some worlds, maybe people would be into that. You know, I don't, yeah, don't want to slut shame here. But that's like, it, what did you? Yeah, I don't want to kink shame. <laughs> if you would like to bite people's tongues off, listen in the privacy of your own home. No, but my my thing is like, there was a hundred other easier, more sensical way. Like they could have been like they came in, and the fact that he actually made it a point to go the most beautiful. No the two most beautiful women in the world what if they why wouldn't they have come in and like both been so madly in love with him that they couldn't stand the other one having him so they killed him or something you know what i mean right. like there's a hundred different directions that love could result in death mm -hmm. but instead they're just like let's make out now i kill you because i'm a <laughs> construct of a genie like or they could have like written it so it was like that monkey paw thing and like you know, I wish the most beautiful woman in the world would suck me off. And then she mm -hmm. sucks like right. his skin off his body. And then, <laughs> oh, and then oh, the genie. Oh, I thought you were just going to say his dick would just like come right off. Well, and that would have also been too. just yeah. as it. We didn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you went yeah. for the whole skin bag, you know, but like yeah, the whole skin bag, you know? Sucks his like, entire okay. skin off and then the gin cool. has skin to wear. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. See, too. look at, look at you be logical here with this movie. Yeah. It's, it really, it, it struck me as a, as, as like they had a, they, they, the guy, you know, hey, we can't do the other dude's script because it's too expensive. Uh, all right, you've got one weekend. Mm -hmm. And they literally wrote this piece of shit. This is a first draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, this you was know? like, this was filmed in 16 days. So I can only mm -hmm. imagine like how quickly. And like we mentioned, Alex Wright has gone on to just be a hallmark, you know, uh, drone. So he's just, con he, 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 he's not good at writing, but he's good at completing scripts yeah maybe it's a some of the stuff even in the first couple scenes when when he pops up behind her and like just scares the shit out of her like a psycho he like he he startles her mm -hmm. like on purpose then goes and this is before he's the gin he's just a weird dude right and he goes fear is a common indicator of guilt what are you guilty of? Like, <laughs> you don't know what fear is. That wasn't fear. That was startling. Right. He jumped up behind her and said, boo. Also, that's you fucking sociopath. That's not how fear works. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm not guilty of anything when I see a giant spider. <laughs> yeah. I'm about You're guilty to be guilty of want, killing this yeah. fucking spider. Yeah. I'm guilty uh, that uh, I've other... let it live long enough to surprise me. <laughs> so why, why do they cut? Does he refer to the people who, who, who summon him as the waker should it not be the awakener you would think but that i mean that's been since Maybe, the first ooh. movie so uh, you know what probably was in there at first and they just like didn't know how to they like were on the fly Maybe someone read it as like whacker at first. They're like, no, it's a waker. Just say waker. And then they, and they kept going. 
here's one of the two ex- most extremely comical parts of the movie that are were just like clearly showed that the people shooting this didn't care about the movie at all and just thought it was completely shitty and asinine and silly was the Jin's face when the two girls came in and take their tops off. Yeah. <laughs> and they show over to him and I, you're not going to be able to see this obviously listeners, but he does like a <laughs> like the gin does a like he does duck face he does almost like the the fox cartoon like you know a, a, yeah. a horny yeah, wolf like, oh, in, uh, thing, yeah. looney tunes cartoon face like oh yeah. wow those boobs yeah. are big <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so silly yeah Ugh. it's awful uh basically the rest of the movie just breaks down to this really boring cat and mouse game mm-hmm. like he he's just, they're just running between the same three buildings until they at one point the AJ Cook and her boyfriend run to a church and like this is probably my favorite comical moment is that they run into the church looking for a priest to help them combat the jinn and then there's he's just hidden under a black blanket <laughs> And he pops up and he goes, yeah, the priest is indisposed. <laughs> that was for sure in like Chris Angel's car. And he's like, guys, fucking take it. Yeah. Like, I just imagine how that this was a very frustrating process. So everything was just kind of like, well, what do you what do you fucking have? Like, what, do, what yeah. can we use? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And that's the same reason why they like they had they had the suit for one day. Right. So they're like f- the gin suit. So they're like, all right, let's just pretend the gin goes into this fucking dork. So we don't have to rent the gin suit for any more days yeah it's, it's now we get to be scared of this fucking dork you know what i actually i don't i don't know if i should make this comparison but it kind of reminded me of like maybe like the psycho gourmet being a little bit derivative of it like slightly it mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of it but much better obviously yeah like, yeah, yeah i mean it's not too far off like i think if you look at the uh, original wishmaster suit it's very very close to the psycho gourmet suit and mm-hmm. like if you told me that one was cast out of the other i wouldn't be super surprised just sure. like, no. we we reused the wishmaster suit for psycho gourmet <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna it, it would be like uh it would be like uh earnest scared stupid you know reusing the uh killer Cl- the, the kyoto brothers mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, stuff from killer clowns <laughs> i just i just read another one of um and it's like super recent they, there's that uh shin ultraman movie that came out oh yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. they reused it like bombed super fucking hard I, didn't it? i guess so i don't know yeah. but they yeah. they reused the shin godzilla uh costume as <laughs> as one of the monsters in it <laughs> really yeah. i didn't even notice um yeah the uh the, the whole cast like couldn't have less chemistry um like you could tell they had no like real life relationship with each other at at all because they just were like so cold and yeah like just zero chemistry which i mean it helps later because once uh once diana's boyfriend greg gets possessed by michael the archangel (laughs) which was a wild turn i didn't see coming same (laughs) (laughs) um yeah like you know then it makes sense that they have no chemistry but yeah like the you mentioned that one the one boyfriend of diana's friend billy mm-hmm. like he is insufferable you know he's he is but at least he was like trying to deliver a performance like mm-hmm. the the main boyfriend the Di, Di, is it diana diane yeah diana yeah yeah diana's boyfriend he's 
performance was like it was like he somebody was like strangling him and he had very little oxygen and he was about to pass out all the time like, <laughs> he looked like he was about to pass out from asphyxiation at any moment like zero energy yeah. um he makes, just was yeah it was horrible it makes so much sense though that alex went on to write all these hallmark movies though because yeah. greg is giving that exact performance of the bland mm. milk toast just clean white slate of, yep. of you know just boring handsome he would be great in a movie that had zero conflict mm. <laughs> like the hallmark <laughs> christmas movies <laughs> like the conflict is someone is gonna um lose their apple orchard or whatever right. some someone's oh if we don't get the loan from the bank we're gonna have to close our candy cane shop like that's the that's how every one of those stories actually that might make a good base for a horror movie though a christmas horror movie tm yeah. guys tm let's go tm tm, 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 TM. So, someone needs the snowmobile a can of gas out to the out to the plow truck yeah <laughs> but it's snowing pretty hard don't worry i got it babe I'll do it. Guys, guys, we got to take a plate of cookies over to old man Johnson's house, but our cocoa will get cold. <laughs> That's like the conflict. Don't worry. I have a thermos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my hero. I love you. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. The, credits. Credits. <laughs> Day is saved. Never even see the old man. I feel like this needs to be official segment of the show now is you guys going back Actually, and forth on like should, a made up script because it we is should just life do like, to me. We should genuinely, I'm not even kidding at all. We should do 30 second Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> like we should actually shoot them. That would be funny. If you, but I don't know how it. to be Let's a go. baker. I'm a career lady. <laughs> if you're blandly handsome or hot, let us know. <laughs> Let us know. You can be in our 30-second we'll, homework movies. We'll give you four, three beers. Three, three beers. beers. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Yeah. Inflation is a bit much at the moment. Let's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, holy shit. That was a bad performance. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so there's the one scene where the djinn is chasing and is trying to find Diana. Mm -hmm. And he stops at like the register the register booth for one of the houses or whatever and is looking mm -hmm. for her and mm -hmm. billy overhears a conversation and like direct he misdirects the gin to go yes. to a party mm -hmm. yes then he goes to a party and shows up in this woman's bedroom mm -hmm. who is the 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 one of the um students whom he was stroking her face in class right, earlier yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh yeah. he which is frowned upon yeah, even in 2001 i think yeah <laughs> he asked where he asked where diana is and she says sarcastically she's under the bed mm -hmm. and then he looks mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I actually yep. got a kick. I was like, they're really playing off that this guy is so fucking dumb right now, or like just doesn't understand sarcasm. Yeah. I think the idea was supposed to be like, yeah, he he doesn't understand sarcasm. He's not human, and that should be scary, but it just came off silly as fuck. Man, I don't know why I just got a really funny scenario and inappropriate thought in my head that is she would have done that and then just turned around to start pegging him like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, like that's like, a trick she plays on all the dudes right. come over. 
<laughs> no, but turns out that she's actually the person that's been killing everybody. She's, like, the, she's, yeah, he's, he's just a victim. Like she's killed a bunch of genies this way. Yeah. She's the. So I'm like laughing and, and embarrassed does, for myself and then he right does now. The, then he does the face that he did when the boob girls walked in. He's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, you got me. Yeah, it's such a, like, it felt like something that they were trying to establish that, like, he's super literal because, you know, that's the way he grants his wishes, too. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that was never established in the previous movies. He understands sarcasm. He's been alive for thousands of years. He's not an alien. He's actually, like, a social chameleon, even. (laughs) You know, he can go into jail and just, like, completely, you know, fleece all of these, like, career criminals and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just such a... And, like, it never comes up again. Like, it's not a way that they defeat him or anything. It's just... (laughs) No. 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 You thought it was going to be foreshadowing when he did that, but no, it never comes up again. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out the jump scare with the fucking antelope or whatever is the only foreshadowing uh when she puts it back up on the wall well but. now brian there's actually two parts of foreshadowing there's that mm-hmm. and then there's mm-hmm. also how the movie really starts which is it starts with her waking up from her nightmare about losing her family oh uh, well yeah that's like just her story they, they thought they were doing a good job of like bringing her story arc full circle yeah and she can say, I love you now, right. even though her parents died in a car crash. And then also, then also it starts with Greg <laughs> looking over the edge of the building. Oh, yes, because she thinks she, she, <laughs> he thinks she jumped. And then yeah. it ends. There's so with, much eye rolling going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he does. And then she jumps off. And then, you know, I understand we're jumping over a lot of things to get to the end, but then he basically breaks her fall like a human, you know, uh, 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 like trampoline type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those things. I couldn't remember the name of it. I was going to say a beanbag, but yeah, safety net. He just lands on him. And then you're like, wait, would she have really died if she jumped from there? Probably not. She just break her leg or something. Um, depends but, who knows <laughs> yeah i don't but know it, yeah it, it starts with him looking over the edge and ends with him looking over the edge because she actually did jump it starts with a, it starts with a car roll ends with a car roll <laughs> instead of destroying the death star he destroys the ship that controls the robots again it's like poetry so if they rhyme oh all right we gotta step back because there was a couple of what do they call that things to what talk is that about. phrasing like with names that go the same way backwards and forwards basically that movie is the equivalent uh, oh. of it oh Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, palindrome. Mal- yeah, palindrome. Yeah, palindrome. Yeah. Yep. That's what this movie was. Yep. Just, yeah. just the um, same as RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> why does, um, why does the Jin reveal himself and his plan to the boyfriend? Because remember when he does that? Yeah. Because the movie's stupid. That's why. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, why? <laughs> it just he never. There's never any reason why he does that. Yeah. And then he runs and runs into the, to the best friend, the one who gets the rats ate her face. Um, and he's like, "Your best friend was telling the truth." And then she immediately believes him, but she wouldn't believe her best friend. Right. And then she just starts going. She, she's he, she was right the whole time she was telling the truth and she's like what and she just starts like she just ran 10 miles she's like breathing really heavy it's bizarre um but then right after this this was the there were three points in the movie that were 100 percent make it worth watching i mentioned one earlier the funny funny scene earlier that this one is her tripping over the bikes at full speed <laughs> 
my I, but god but then she got up like nothing fucking happened uh, oh. i was like why what why was why? that right so I'll, I'll paint the picture i feel like that was actually it. realistic i think that actually just happened so so this is what this is what happens and and again Please watch it at least just for these like three scenes we're going to talk about. This is the second of the third worthwhile scenes. She's running. The 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 two people, her and her boyfriend, who are constantly running in this movie, they run like they're running in slow motion, or they run like they have like Nickelodeon moon shoes on, like they <laughs> like they've never been athletic in their life. And she's running, and she just is running not towards one bike towards an entire rack of bicycles she's kind of looking everywhere except for where she's going and she just eats shit over a bike <laughs> at full speed slides and smashes into some boxes no They're one just, was chasing her either no one was chasing her she gets up looks around and then runs in a different direction into the woods it was like she was embarrassed and was like i gotta get out of here and just runs oh, into the I hope woods. nobody saw that <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't believe it. it makes no sense. It is a complete non sequitur. I really think it was a joke. I really think that the filmmakers put it in there were like, wouldn't it be funny if she because there's a couple things <laughs> in this movie that suggest to me that they they were inserting funny things in here on purpose. And I really think that's what they did here. Mm -hmm. And and my, my thesis will come full circle here in a moment. Okay. I, I do believe that's the case. I'm here for the argument. I'm waiting. I'm when the best friend goes in and she does the, oh, I wish there was somewhere to hide and the rats eat her face. When Diana comes in and finds her girlfriend, her best friends uh, laying there with her like lips chewed off and all that stuff. And then she turns around and there's the professor with a rat in his hand. He turns the rat around and there is a fart noise inserted. <laughs> okay. I, I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> Turns around and it's like literally it's soft but extremely audible. This was on Tubi, by the way, that I watched it. He turns around and it's and and then I stopped and I went, no. It's did I imagine that? I went back and watched it four times. Oh and my God. I am sure with 100% certainty that there is an inserted fart noise in that moment. So I completely agree with you. And I, yeah. I don't think you're completely selling it the best way, though, because like it's not that he's just standing there holding a rat. He lifts yeah, it. He turns it. He lifts it up to her face. And puts yeah, the rat's like, ass like in her face. Like the rat farts yeah. in her face. Yeah. Yes, they inserted a fart noise <laughs> to make so it ridiculous. seem like the rat farts in her face. And it's I the biggest the fuck time, you, man. Yeah. And I was like, no, that can't be real. And I rewound it, and I still didn't believe it, even though I heard it. I did it four times, guys. I swear on my life that they inserted a fucking fart noise. I'm going to go back and I'm going to put the captions back on. I mean, captions on usually I'm on, but like, yeah. and I'm going to see, is there a fart? Because like, I, didn't, yeah. I, I must have missed that when I was going through, but I mean, I'm now uh, yeah, excited. They, I'm now really actually excited to, to watch missed. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, it, it is just, and like, they're going to lie to you. They're going to mm -hmm. say that it was a chair moving or something mm -hmm. like that. But no, yeah, that was a fart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a hundred percent. Someone a fart was on. Noise added in. Someone was probably just on set, and they farted, and they're like, "We can, we have to, again, we have to <laughs> keep going." Dan's over there. <laughs> Dan's eating pastrami. He's like, <laughs> lifts up his ass, farts through his mesh, his mesh underwear. <laughs> See, it's, it's not even. It's not even that. It's Danzig sitting there, and he puts his hands up to his mouth. <laughs> 
he makes the fart noise. He's just like, get it? It's just like if the rat farted in her face. Hey, the fucking rat farted in that bitch's face. Show me your tits. I couldn't believe that. And then five seconds later is the uh, angel, um, um, you know, the archangel Michael goes, clever girl like in the same way as fucking jurassic park like they were so just throwing stupid. non-stop like this was a joke project like th- th- it really was i truly believe the whole cast was just like we're gonna get this done we're under contract we're gonna we're gonna put a piece of shit movie out there and and then we're gonna fucking cash our paychecks and pretend it didn't happen yeah and they, and they were both direct this one and four were both like that direct to video garbage directed yeah vod probably it was probably the early days of vod even no no, no. 2001 probably yeah, not. Yeah. no 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 it was just directed dvd probably yeah, yeah it was just yeah. it was just shit to throw in blockbuster you know wait yeah. like before the asylum really got the formula down <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then we get you know, you're supposed to be have the Archangel Michael and an all-powerful fucking djinn, demon, genie thing. And instead, you, you know, with their final, you know, they have two physical battles. And it, they're each just like five minutes of them both like no-selling each other. Like yeah. just the most clumsy fighting and like, it was so fucking bad. Yeah, it's clunk. And shitty bladder effects thrown <laughs> in. It's just like, oh, God. I, honestly, I didn't hate the bladder effects. I, like the, the one with the heart was okay. The one with the heart was okay. The one where the djinn gets his arm cut off and it, like, pushes out like he's growing a new yeah. arm was okay. The one where he's... It reminded me of those little water weenies. Remember yeah, those yeah, little yeah. water weenies? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what about. You don't remember those? Like, you would buy them at, like, fucking, you know, the drugstore, and they were these little, oh. like tube things that like, oh. slipped out of your hands they're yes, full okay. of water yes, yes, I actually yeah. uh, the one though where they so like again they have this kind of cool stunt scene where like he's on the roof of a car and they're mm-hmm. driving oh, around yeah, yeah the chase yeah. it was like the classic like something's trying to attack you from on top of the yeah. car situation it was kind of but it's just a fucking dork yeah it's just a dork like <laughs> It's not a fucking demon. It's not like it's, uh, you know, Jeepers Creepers or something like that. No, it's just a fucking yeah, dork what if, professor. What if a British dork in a suit was on your car? <laughs> yeah, I would just jam on the brakes right. and back over his ass. So, so it's it's kind of a cool stunt. And then they, like, sideswipe another car, which is supposed to, like, crush his legs and everything. Mm-hmm. The the effect after that is terrible. But the, the when, stunt when is it, cool. When his legs reinflate, yeah. like a fucking, when you're, like, rolling out of, like, blowing up a, a fucking like inflatable thing for the pool it was like a drop dead Fred effect <laughs> it was drop dead Fred for sure oh it was so bad and the fucking look on his face after he's like hmm it reminded me of uh of um the scene in home alone after um harry gets the blowtorch to the head and he runs outside and sticks his head in the snow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he gets back up and he's going like, hmm, hmm, hmm. he's like doing those weird little facial expressions and they do like, they like overplay some sounds, but it's him and he's like, hmm, hmm. but his arms are like, or his legs are like unfolding. Right. It's yeah. So fucking dumb. 
Yeah, he he has no dialogue. He's just watching. He's watching them run away, and then it's just like cuts in between his close up them running away, and then a far shot of his legs, you know, reinflating. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> like, like say something. Say I'm gonna get you. Like yeah. you can't <laughs> say, "Ow, that hurt." You, like say anything. You, yeah, you can't run forever. Like anything. <laughs> like <laughs> say, say you can get a new couch. What am I gonna do about my legs, Charlie Murphy? <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> my legs like a queen <laughs> um yeah Ugh, fucking hell fucking hell and then you get the blow me kill mm-hmm. which again could have been so many could do so much f- more fun things right. than this you could have you could have uh of did a violet beauregard situation where he said blow me and he inflated him. He didn't say, I wish you would blow me, by the way. He just said, blow me. Right. And he turns around and blows like like the big bad wolf and it launches him onto the horns and it shoots through him. But like, why didn't he go like, blow me? And he like, did the, you know, he inflated him like Violet Beauregard and he exploded into a bunch of fucking guts or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, uh, it, uh. <laughs> and then he also gives him the the Molly Ringwald finger, which is when you flip somebody off, you flip somebody off, but you do it like right. this for some reason, where you guys can't see me at home. But instead of like putting your middle <laughs> finger the whole way up, you do this like half ass, like almost all mm-hmm. your fingers are up, but just to the last knuckle, like I <laughs> just just in case the teacher caught you and you might get in trouble. Yeah, you could be like, no, that's not what I was doing. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I really wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Ask him. <laughs> it's not fair. I wasn't. You guys are a bunch of asshole kids. This sounds like it. Yes. Ask the gin. I wasn't even <laughs> doing that. I was waving to him. I was just looking at it. I had, I stuck my finger on something. And I had to look at it. My finger on that hangnail. It hurt real bad. God. It hurt super bad. I really gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. And then there's this whole subplot, which we haven't talked about because it's not worth talking about, but the Sword of Justice, oh, yeah. which is like Michael, the Archangel Michael's sword, which is like this wavy, like serpent looking fucking sword hmm. that apparently Diana has to use once she's ready. It's this very like, you know, the it's like the force. It's a very, it's a, there's so many like Jedi-ish references in this between like her not being ready and they don't know when she's going to be ready and they don't know what being ready means. Right. And then at the end, they literally have the same ending as Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back <laughs> where she, she uses the force to take the sword from the boyfriend and then stab the djinn right before she decides to kill herself um, because she thinks that is going to make it so the djinn can't make her wish anymore and can't torture her loved ones anymore. And let me be clear, the moral of her decision, the heroine of the movie's decision is I'm going to kill myself to make other everyone else's life better because they'll be better off without me. That is not wow. a healthy. Nope. Yeah, no. That is not a healthy uh, message by any no. means. Um, it also just illustrates so, how stupid she is, too, because yeah. dumb as a fucking boxer. Because rocks. the end. And she's supposed to be like this scholar, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the even funnier part. Because the ending of the first movie is a simple time travel wish. I'm just yeah. wishing something the wishing the inciting incident didn't happen and the same in the second one really yeah i don't i right? I, I, I hadn't rewatched that i'm pretty one, sure so. the second one ends the same okay, way yeah 
So it's, yeah, it's like, why did they have to go to, I mean, I get it, why you, it would have been cheaper to, I guess, to recycle the same thing for the third time, but it would have been made more sense. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, she's a total buffoon because she wastes one wish on killing her friend, wastes another wish on wishing mm -hmm. Michael the Archangel rather than just saying, oh, I wish God would stop you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish Christ would solve this. Yeah, yeah. I wish Jesus would come beat you right. up. Right? No, no. Or well, or and then I the, just wish you would go back in the jewel. <laughs> I wish you weren't being such a dick. Yes. <laughs> no, she does. They do everything wrong. See that? See, then, Brian, that one wouldn't work because then the genie would just become a woman. I wish yeah, you weren't being you, a dick, so then it would just become, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would do the whole thing. But it, it's just so goddamn dumb when, because ultimately, well, I guess I guess he does regenerate. Because I was going to say, the whole idea was that um, she had to be the one to, to hurt him with the sword. But Michael cuts his arm off, which we talked about, and it definitely hurts mm -hmm. him. It definitely incapacitates him for a period of time. Uh, it does regenerate, but it takes a few minutes and they definitely are able to like get away. So Michael could be helping instead of just standing around like a fucking dildo, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. He could have been, you know, stabbing him and trying to bring her back from the ledge. He could have been doing a lot of yeah. things, but no. <laughs> yeah. I like the, um, the fact that they try to do this like dramatic thing. Like we said, they do a, they do a pretty darn good, uh, uh, a car roll, uh, an explosion, um, the the effect is executed super well. It is shot like horseshit mm -hmm. <laughs> because they make somehow a very exciting thing look kind of boring. Yeah, and then when they're running away from the car because it's again, like you said, this is the uh, this is the you know it ends as it begins situation where the tr the car flips, the boyfriend is trapped in it. Is she going to not be able to save him like she wasn't able to save her her parents and he's going to have the same death on, you know, with the exploding car and its roof? No, she gets him out. And then you think like it's going to explode the second they get out of it. No, they're like 300 feet away yeah. when it explodes. <laughs> Safe distance. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like I, a comfortable distance where they could probably not even feel the heat of the fire, let alone right. being blown up. <laughs> uh, it's just shot really well, really poorly. Yeah, yeah like you, they didn't take the time to get, you know, stunt actors. Like they had plenty of stunt actors for everything else, but... Yeah. Uh, no, we can't put stun actors near this. And I think it's also just because, like, the explosion is actually fucking huge. It's a big, it's a really good explosion. Yeah. It's just, like, it's shot so bad. Yeah. Ugh. It makes it, it, it even makes it, like, not look that good. Like, you can tell it was a big explosion just from, like, the, the perspective and, like, how big the car is. Mm -hmm. It's like a big, it's like a big old, like, 70s, like, uh, sedan. It's a fucking huge car. And it, it, the explosion's giant, but they actually made it look less impressive because of how badly they shot right. it. Right. Mm. Yeah. It, it, shameful waste. Oh, and then... <laughs> Yeah, and then the the, the end, uh, which I don't know if we're ready to get to the the very end, but we talked about how, you know, again, it's the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, <laughs> <laughs> where he, she uses the force to pull the sword over. She jabs it through the gin. The gin f and her fall down 
hugging each other um, from the roof. He lands, she lands on top of him, but luckily she lands to the side of the sword. The sword goes into the ground and then he, um, you know, basically that thing that happens when you kill a bad guy in an NES game, they just like blink until they disappear. Mm -hmm. That's what happens to her. (laughs) That's what happens to him rather. And then she's um, dead, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But she just, you saw her survive the fall, but now she's dead, I guess. I don't know. And Michael is, and she's like 12 feet out from the, at least maybe 20 feet out from the wall when they fell backwards. Michael, AKA her boyfriend, I don't know which it is at this point, is on the roof looking down going, wake up, you gotta wake up. (laughs) And then one single angel tear falls and then goes out to where she's at, <laughs> lands on her face, and his angel tear oh revives her. Yes. Because he's earlier, blessed. He's blessed. He, well, you do. He, they did establish earlier when she tries to hold the sword of justice and her arm gets melted, he is able to bring her back, you know, with the arm. So, what? He's able to heal her. So, why isn't he healing everybody? Right. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. Why, why? I mean, he's an archangel. So I guess, I mean, if you think about like dogma, you know, we're, we're talking about the second Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. And, all right. <laughs> if you're thinking about dogma, like the archangels, like Gabriel and Michael or so, whatever, played by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, they don't give a fuck. In fact, they take pleasure in killing people. Right. So they don't care about humans. In fact, they like, they think they're just, they hate humans. But if she, if that's the case here, why is he crying when she died? It just doesn't add up. You know what I mean? They, at all. They, they loosely establish that Greg is still somehow inside of her or inside of him. Great. That's a third eye blind yeah. song. <laughs> you were just you were just singing the leader. You were just singing the lyrics of a third eye blind song. Just yeah. now. But uh, Greg is Greg is still some somehow inside of the angel. You know, like mm-hmm. he has some sort of influence, yeah. but not really. Right. So it's just yeah, it's just loose, lazy writing in case like somebody got confused about something. And then they're like, we'll just make it more convoluted. That way nobody can question us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't understand the rules, uh, and, which is a shame because in the first two movies, the rules were like really pretty well laid out. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and that was what provided the 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 uh, the, the kind of guide rails, if you will, for a lot of the good interactions in even the second movie, which was, again, kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. But those guide rails are what made it interesting. Right. This one really has no guide it, rails. Yeah, it really doesn't because they just make up whatever they wanted along the way. They just throw in Christian propaganda and throw in <laughs> fucking yeah. like shitty wishes that wishes aren't even really made. Mm-hmm. And then like you get some boobs and they're like, that's how we justify this. We showed some boobs. Oh. You know what this reminds me of? If this just occurred to me, this could have been one of the higher budget, like Kirk Cameron produced, mm. like Bible action movies, mm. you know, yeah. like the Left Behind or whatever that series mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like this could have been in that. If there was a little bit less violence, this could have been in that. Not, not so that, much less violence, realm. but definitely less nudity and sexuality. 
To, yeah, I guess less graphic, yeah. violent. You know but what like, I mean. Although some of those do have a lot of that too. Yeah, I guess, but, but like, yeah, if you if you if you make the wishes more specifically tied to like sinning, you know, with mm-hmm. greed and you know things yeah. like that, and then like the gin is like granting everybody's wishes to sin, but then you have yeah. a uh, you have one character she wants to be protected by the archangel. Ooh, mm. <laughs> well, maybe that's the overarching Ooh. theme of this: is that literally every human is so flawed that everything they wish for is coming from ego and a sin. So, boom, yeah. guys, mm-hmm. done. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, um, if Kirk Cameron would have showed up and been like. Should have prayed on it. <laughs> Tots and pears, boys and girls. And then they Fuck. pass the collection plate and then it's over. <laughs> that actually would have been a really fun joke or something. Like if when uh, they went to the church and the gin like came up and off his blanket, and he just like whipped uh, one of those like donation containers at them. That would have been pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. The tra- or if just at the end. Um, they were like, oh, he saved him or whatever. But then um, it turns out that Diana was gay, so she went to hell anyway. <laughs> no, uh, here's like... Even and Kirk Cameron was like, told ya. <laughs> um, alternative ending to that is that, oh, like saying whatever about saving him and then he just like pulls out a wad of cash, saved something. <laughs> yeah. or, or here, even better, the white rat that farts in her face <laughs> Is Jesus Christ? <laughs> it's like all the, the symbolism I fucking need right yeah, now. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. We're just yeah. all just a rat in a cage. No, no. It's when the it's when the rat farts in her face, and he goes, "Looks like someone got left behind." <laughs> no, I think that's when you actually pull in the Smashing Pumpkins line. <laughs> oh, oh, the rat. the rat in a cage. Despite all my rage. <laughs> Despite all my rage, guys. Uh, d- speaking of music, what mm. did you guys pay any attention to this soundtrack and how nope. inappropriate nope. it is? <laughs> just nope. Didn't no. even not even for one second. The music is just it just seemed like, so terrible. Yeah, it was just dog shit. I I did not even pay attention to it. Uh, I was just I was uh, I was just trying to get through this piece of shit. At the end of our like live show, though, is we should p- play this soundtrack to get people to fuck out. That would be like <laughs> end of the night bar music. <laughs> get it's the fuck. Like, instead of playing like closing time, you just play the soundtrack <laughs> to Wishmaster Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> time to leave. <laughs> oh, what a what a pile of poop! What a pile of poop! Um, so I've now seen the first three, so I obviously need to watch the fourth one. Like I can't, I'm not going to not watch the fourth one after watching three movies. Yeah. I um, mean, you guys make me want to like go back and actually watch the first two at some one point. One is you know? 100 worth yeah. watching. Yeah, it is. It's not a masterpiece by any means, but like it's a very enjoyable, like supernatural horror. Yeah, movie. supernatural sure. horror movie. Corny, eight like late 80s, early 90s, it's like 97. No, 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 no 96. Kind yeah, it was actually yeah. like mid mid 90s yeah. rather um it was what do i always get it mixed up with i always get wishmaster franchise mixed up with another one from the late 80s who's who is the the 80s um like kind of scream queen type of actress that had the like really like kind of um teased out red hair peg uh, bundy uh, <laughs> no <laughs> Yes. Yep. Moving on. You're right. It's been fun. No. Uh. Her. Oh my God. Tawny. Tawny Katane. Tawny. Tawny Katane. What's the movie with Tawny Katane in it? I think that's who I'm thinking of. Ooh. Um. Bachelor Party. 
<laughs> no, no. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Tawny Katane had these had this like her her hair was even like witch board. Witch board. Okay. Witch board. If you've ever seen Witch board from '86, in my brain, I mean, they don't have a lot in common at all. It's about like a Ouija board and mm-hmm. demons and shit. Anyway, um, holy shit, she is she is awesome in that movie. She's so fucking hot. It's ridiculous. Um, but she is also. Um, yeah, it has nothing else to do with each other. I just get Wishmaster and Witchboard mixed up all the time. Tangent for you there. I know that's important for you guys to understand that I get two <laughs> B-horror movie franchises mixed up go, in my head. Go watch Witchboard instead of Wishmaster 3. <laughs> yes, for sure. Watch first. I would rank them uh, Wishmaster, then Witchboard. Maybe, and they might even be neck and neck. Then uh uh wishmaster 2 then 90 feet of shit then wishmaster 3 <laughs> which wishmaster 4 is not better <laughs> i can't imagine did you watch I, it i turned it off i i yeah. like because i watched yeah. Dang. i watched the first one after watching three and then i was like well i might as well try to watch four since they were filmed back to back see if there's anything in common and it's just like mm. the just turn it off yeah mm. yeah Yep, that makes sense. All right, boys and ghouls, uh, let's remind you, uh, check on back in or a mini-sode next week where we get to hear what Meg's movie is. <laughs> she is playing games with us right now. Uh, quit, quit playing games, games with games our heart. With I knew you were going to say it. I read your, I read your face. You are going to do you that. You saw the, my body I movie. saw your bo- dance start happening. I was like, she's going to say quit playing games with my heart. I know it. Um, <laughs> you guys can't see, but as soon as I said quit playing games, Meg just started just kind of grooving. She really telegraphed. Like, I know it's exactly. Yeah, she telegraphed that. She telegraphed that punch. Um, so, um, yes. Uh, check on back in for that. More information about some of our really exciting upcoming shows we're going to have some guests on we're going to do some live recordings we're going to do some spooky ooky fucking shit um we have so many fun things coming up um as we spiral towards the the intro to the intro to spooky season boys and girls once again and as always um go ahead and and uh, write a review rate us screenshot it send it to me make sure that you're apologetic to tubi because you don't deserve its grace and uh send it to me i'll send you some stickers check us out on the social medias as always we're getting close to ten thousand followers on the instagram at halloween is forever at how forever on twitter halloween is forever podcast on facebook at halloween is forever pod on even the ticky talkies or halloween is forever pod at gmail.com if you want to send us one of them fucking emails um anything else we're forgetting i don't think so bro tell me your favorite colombo guest star <laughs> steve go f- listen to steve's soon to be spin-off colombo <laughs> podcast and don't watch wishmaster 3 under any circumstances except for that fart that part that fart that part with the fart watch uh, the fart 100 worth the watch, watch the bike watch fall. that wa- Watch the bike fall and then shut it off. It's free on Tubi. Go check it out. Say hi to Tubi. Say your prayers while you're there. Um, Here's the nice thing. Here's the nice thing about our Grace Tubi is that Tubi does have like quicker playback options. So you can you can watch Wishmaster. You can watch it faster. Yeah. Yeah. At like 1.5 volt, you know, (laughs) speed or whatever. Yep. Yes. Do it. We do need it. to find do that. It. Actually, might be a really fun um, spinoff of Tubi Roulette is like just picking a movie and just like playing it faster at like two times faster. <laughs> yeah, and just seeing yeah. what we get out of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
We might find weird hidden messages. I, I truly believe that. <laughs> let's watch. I think inserted by Tubi, though. Gotcha. Let's watch. Let's watch Beyond <laughs> the Black Rainbow at two times speed. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That. Oh, that would fuck me up. <laughs> I got a little gremlin in here. You want to say hi real quick on the show? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Where were you eating that you have all over you? <laughs> Yogurt. Yogurt. Okay. All right. For the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. I'm Maggie. Go ahead, say it. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>